the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. 653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome one and all. It is the Chris Salcedo Show. I'm happy to have you on board today here, folks. Telephone number you want to reach out and say hi is 888-900-3393. Getting in touch with the program on social media, that's pretty easy to do. All you got to do is go to Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas. Go to Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show, and you will uh, make sure to follow us there and There's a handy-dandy email tab right there at the top of the Facebook page that you can do things the old-fashioned way. Also, I'd like to make you aware on how you can listen to this program live. You can go to theblaze.com slash radio. You can go to the Blaze Radio smartphone app or the iHeartRadio smartphone app. Great live coverage there for you. But on-demand listening, it's something we excel at here at the Blaze Radio Network. If you want to listen on your schedule Perhaps do some binge listening on uh, on your Saturdays. That's easy to do as well. SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, those are the platforms available for you. And do not forget, theblaze.com on the channels section. You'll find my mug on there. Make sure you click on that and follow there. That way you can be treated to some of the special moments here on the program. Uh, you know, when we cover something particularly interesting, at least as far as our pals over at .com are concerned. The Blaze.com channel section. That's how you find us. All right, welcome to the program today. I'm going to do something a little off, off the beaten path. I, I will tie in some of the current events, but there was something that was said by James Clapper here. Oh, when was this? Over the weekend. It was Sunday, last Sunday, that really got my goat. This is a disgraced leaker, and the reason why I call him a leaker is because DNI Clapper basically admitted that he was one of the leakers of information he didn't deem classified. <laughs> so uh, here's one of the culprits who is letting in um, those in the basket of biased press know the most effective ways to undermine the Trump administration. But anyway, DNI, former DNI Clapper, Director of National Intelligence, is worried as of Sunday about what he classifies as assaults on our institutions. 
I think in many ways our institutions are under assault, both externally, and that's, that's the big news here, is the Russian interference in our election system. And I think as well our institutions are under assault internally. Internally from the president? Exactly. I, first off, I disagree with the former director of national intelligence in the strongest terms. I think the man's a moron. I think the man is a partisan hack. How he sat by as the real assailant on our institutions and faith in our institutions, a guy that he worked for, resident Barack Obama. DNI Clapper, uh, I'm sorry, is, is just a left-wing partisan hack who excuses assaults on our institutions that he finds conflict with his liberalism. I don't find Mr. Clapper particularly patriotic. I don't find Mr. Clapper particularly nonpartisan because he sat by while, while some of the, the most egregious attacks on our Constitution, on our way of life, our system of government, and faith in our system of government were perpetrated over the last eight years under President Obama. Now, let me give a tip of the cap to the Cato Institute for compiling what they felt were examples of Mr. Obama's, shall we say, extra-constitutional behavior. Extra-constitutional behavior that I rationalize contributed to the undermining of confidence in the American people in our, in our system, in our institutions, if you will. I've said this before that I think that we'll be paying a steep price for the occupation of the Oval Office of resident Obama for a good many years, not only in the, what he did to our military, not only what he did to our intelligence capability, not only what he did on the international stage, putting us on a retreat footing from the world, but we'll also be paying in the damage he did domestically. Let me go over a few of these examples of what, Cato thought Mr. Obama had done to undermine faith in our institutions. But let me just tell you why this matters and where I fear this is going if Trump can't get a handle on it. You see, the American people have a faith in our system of government. The Constitution will be lived up to, adhered to, and an equal application of justice under the law. But during the last eight years, President Obama was able to get rid of or, or, or get away with all manner of extra constitutional lawless activity. And nobody called him on it, least of which the, the Republicans. So what this leads to as the elite get richer, as the elite thumb their nose at this idea of complying with the rule of law. The, the rank-and-file American, i.e. the majority of us, the majority of the 320 million people in this country, start asking a very logical and pointed question. If Democrats and Republicans don't have to obey the law, then why do I have to? If Democrats and Republicans and their staff, for example, are exempted from the pain of Obamacare, then why am I, who's paying for all of this, why am I subject to feel that pain? 
And where's my recourse? Where's my redress of grievances to my government? It's not happening. And as a matter of fact, all too often, in particular in the era of Obama, it was a let them eat cake attitude. Oh, well, we've got the government's got the guns or the bulk of them anyway. And thankfully, Obama's attempt to get our guns, which is the great equalizer, failed. But you see ultimately where this goes and why a patriot would go, well, maybe this isn't the best thing. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this thing because it will ultimately lend itself to the end of the republic. When Americans finally lose faith in, in the fact that, that government and law applies to everyone equally, then what you have is chaos. We called Obama the Lord of chaos, and he is. You know, and, and many people are going to accuse me of, Chris, what are you going back? Obama's no longer occupying the Oval Office, but his political party is still in office. And these people call, calling out Donald Trump for his lies. And you know what? What they call lies are the fact that Trump's on one page and his administration's on another. Oh, they can't get their story straight. Well, maybe, maybe that speaks to their organizational skills. But I don't think it's fair to call it a lie, in particular when these same Democrats sat silently by and allowed Barack Obama to utter actual and substantive lies to the American people, like your doctor, keep your doctor, and, and all the rest. Al-Qaeda on the path to defeat. It's, it was a culmination of nothing but lies about really important stuff that harmed our country, that harmed our people. And Democrats were like, no, I don't care as long as I get elected. So the Democrat Party has no room to talk when it comes to truth. We'll spread some more truth coming up next. It's the Chris Salcedo Show. We'll let you know what we think Obama overreached on and how he violated the rule of law and the Constitution of the United States. Coming up, the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. 888-900-3393. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Chris Salcedo Show. Listen. Dial. Speak. 888-900-3393. And welcome back, everybody. I am your liberty-loving Latino, Chris Salcedo. Do not confuse me with those loudmouth leftist Latinos out there. I actually love the country. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. If you want to get in touch with the show and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas on Facebook, the Chris Salcedo Show. So the discussion today is the, the, the ramifications 
of Obama and the long lasting damage I believe he did to the, to the Republic and the rank hypocrisy of the vast majority of the basket of biased press and, and Democrats and elected Democrats. So right now, they, uh, virtually every Democrat and the basket of biased press, they're up in arms over Trump's alleged lies because Trump isn't on the same page with his administration. Oh, we caught him in a lie. We caught him in a lie. We caught him in a lie. And I think the reason why the Democrats do this is because they just had an occupant in the Oval Office by the name of Barack Obama, who they spent the last eight years defending his lies of substance. Now, I think there's a good deal of Trump not not being on the same page with his staff. Well, actually, more accurately, it's his staff not being on the same page as Trump because Trump is so stream of consciousness. And he he's fast and loose and flying and shooting from the hip. And well, we're not used to that from a president. But guess what? We don't have a politician president that has its positives. And yes, it's negatives. But to call it out and out lies. And basically what what the objection is and what Trump is caught doing is basically lies, if you want to call them that, about process, about uh, about, well, he didn't he, he said this about the reason why he fired Comey. But then he then he contradicted his staff who said it was this why he fired Comey. No, nobody believes for a second that that Donald Trump firing James Comey was going to result in less, shall we say, uh, less zeal into completing these investigations into Russian interference on in our elections. Nobody believed that. Democrats were praying that their idiotic base was going to believe that. Democrats were praying that, oh my goodness, let's let's just hope that Democrats were silly enough to believe that the FBI director, when you fire him, it meant firing the entire FBI. Nothing could have been further from the truth. In fact, it was the Democrat, uh, the acting FBI director, McCabe, who confirmed that last week in in testimony saying, oh, the investigations are going forward. What are you talking about? And we're fully funded, debunking a lot of basket of biased press reporting. So the reason why I'm going through the, the song and dance here, folks, is I want to show you that what they're what what Democrats in the basket of biased press are getting their panties in a twist for. And a lot of it is contrived. A lot of it is fake, faux. Um what they're, what they're getting upset about is stuff that doesn't make a tinker's damn bit of difference in your life. What Obama lied about did. What Obama lied repeatedly about screwed the American people three ways from Sunday. So again, hat tip to Cato for bringing some of this stuff, uh, compiling it into an article where resident Obama was confirmed to have violated the Constitution and violated the rule of law. It may not surprise any of you that the vast majority of Cato's examination centered on Obamacare. I think there was 10 of these. And the Obamacare section is by far the biggest one because apparently Obama lied his butt off about Obamacare. Let's just go through some of these things. Uh, one can, and many have written whole articles about how the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, is such an affront to the rule of law that its individual mandate and Medicaid coercion, both of which Chief Justice John Roberts rewrote, are just the tip of the lawless iceberg on implementation. We can't blame Congress or the courts. Here's a sample. Number one, 
This is, again, subsection of number two, which Cato took issue with Obama bailing out the, the auto companies, the Chrysler bailout. And I don't even want to get into that right now because even though it did ream us as taxpayers, there was a far, far-reaching egregious lie and breaking of law with Obamacare that I think we ought to get into. Uh, the Labor Department announced in February 2013 that it was delaying for a year the part of the law that limits how much people have to spend on their own insurance. This may have been sensible, but changing a law requires actual legislation. Here was resident Obama basically saying my newly passed law is such a piece of crap. I'm not going to enforce one of its tenants to give the marketplace, I guess, time to, to coalesce all well and good, but he violated his own dang law and he's the chief law enforcement official of the land. Next, Subsection Again, this is number two under Obamacare. Later that year, the administration announced via blog post on the eve of the 4th of July holiday that it was delaying the requirement that employers of at least 50 people provide complying insurance or pay a fine. This time it cited statutory authority, but the cited provisions allow the delay of reporting requirements, not the mandate itself. So again, Obama uh, trying to I pull one over and the majority of the basket of biased press bought this. Most people who could read didn't. And basically saying, well, you, you have the authority to delay reporting. You don't have the authority to, to delay the mandate itself. Now I'm not defending the mandate. Don't get me wrong, but that was the law that was shoved down our throats by Democrats on a completely partisan vote and signed into law by resident Obama. And they can't even comply with it. It was such a piece of crap. They couldn't even comply with it. The famous pledge, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. Backfired when insurers started canceling millions of plans that didn't comply with Obamacare. So Obamacare called a, or Obama called a press conference to proclaim that the people could continue buying non-complying plans for another year. Despite the Obamacare's language, to the contrary. He then refused to consider a House-passed bill that would have made his action legal. So you understand, what he, this man violated his own law with reckless abandon. Now, granted, it worked out, but it, it demonstrated, well, it worked out uh, in the short term because it allowed Barack Obama to avoid political landmines. But at the end of the day, those landmines still existed and they still screwed up health insurance and health care in this country. And now we're dealing with the aftermath, a collapsing Obamacare. But at any rate, you guys get the broader point. There are a couple of more stanzas in here I want to get to. A little known part of Obamacare requires congressional staff to get insurance from health exchanges rather than a taxpayer funded program. Obama directed the Office of Personnel Management to interpret the law to maintain the generous benefits. For who? The elites. The elites up on Capitol Hill. He violated the law, his own crappy law, which we were supposed to follow so he could help out up the elitists up on Capitol Hill. Now, mind you, scantly could the basket of bias press be bothered to call Mr. Obama 
and hold his feet to the fire for months. For months, he demon he he wholeheartedly and demonstrably violated the law and the Constitution by doing so. His own crappy law. And this is solid. This was this was definitive. And a basket of biased press couldn't be bothered. Here you've got Trump alleged, and I have to, to, to continue to point this out, alleged collusion. And it's not even, it's not even Trump who is under investigation. This is an uh an uh counterintelligence investigation, not a criminal investigation. Remember, it's uh, Feinstein and Grassley who said who said this. On Tuesday, the president's letter said that Directy Comey told him he was not under investigation. Senator Feinstein and I heard nothing that contradicted the president's statement. I, I very much appreciate what you said, and it's very accurate. And we were briefed. Yeah, they were briefed. Again, these are Democrats who are saying that the president isn't under investigation. But the basket of biased press stays on this basically for almost a year, alleging Trump-Russia ties with no evidence. And they had plenty of evidence in front of them and couldn't bring Barack Obama to account. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. Thirty-three ninety-three. The Chris Salcedo Show. Greetings, welcome back. It's the Chris Salcedo Show here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. That's the number. Eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. Catch up with the show on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C H R I S S A L C E D O T X as in Texas, uh, the freest state in the union. I could go on and on and on about Obamacare. I mean, Cato was very thorough in this, folks. I, but I, there, there are other areas in which President Obama had violated the rule of law or the Constitution that we got to get to. Again, if you want to look up this article on your own, it's out there for anybody who wants to see it. Uh, many folks in the basket of bias won't be looking this up, but hey, that's why they're biased Democrats. They're dedicated Democrats, folks, not dedicated journalists. Top 10 ways Obama violated the Constitution during his presidency. These are the top 10. <laughs> okay? That means there is a there are more out there. There are more ways than 10 that resident Obama violated the constitution. Uh, many of you are probably shouting at the radio, for, you know, as I was going through all the Obamacare stuff about three letters, I R S. After seeing a rise, writes Cato, in the number of applications for tax-exempt status, the IRS in 2010 compiled a BOLO, a be-on-the-lookout list, to identify organizations engaged in political activities. Now, wait a minute. Why would the IRS be wanting to identify political activities? The list included words such as Tea Party, Patriots, and Israel, subjects such as government spending, debt, or taxes, and activities such as criticizing the government, educating about the Constitution, or challenging Obamacare. 
The targeting continued through May of 2013 with no consequences other than Lois Lerner, the chief of the exempt organizations unit, being held in contempt of Congress and then being allowed to peacefully retire, by the way, keeping all of her benefits, despite erased records and other cover-ups. And the Dems have the temerity to compare President Trump to Nixon when all of this stuff was going on during President Obama's time in office. This is a joke. This is ridiculous. Nobody to date has been held accountable. Lois Lerner shouldn't be on in retirement collecting a paycheck. She should be in jail. But utilizing government to do political headhunting is completely out of the bounds of, of the Constitution. And look at all of those people who were targeted. President Obama's political opposition. It also bears pointing out that a lot of those issues that were being advocated by those groups, you know, Constitution, uh, educating folks on government activities, debt and taxes, that's stuff that you and I care about. And that's stuff that gets in the way of the Democrat Party. And that's why the Democrat Party, uh, by looking the other way, as President Obama politicized the Internal Revenue Service, why the, why the Democrat Party has has no room today to be throwing stones at President Trump because they stood by and allowed the weaponizing of our government against us, we the people. And the Democrats allowed it to happen for political consideration. They, these Democrats know how much of a reprobate President Obama was. I think that is every bit the driving force behind their trying to delegitimize Trump as well as also, uh, you know, they can't stand being out of power. But I think they realize how bad President Obama was. And they're trying to make Trump look equally bad so when the truth comes out about President Obama, that they can say, well, Republicans do it too. I, I really believe there's a component uh, behind that. Recess appointments. This one, this one is an actual declaration by the Supreme Court that President Obama was a violator of the U.S. Constitution. In January of 2012, President Obama appointed three members of the National Labor Relations Board as well as the head of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau during what he considered to be a Senate recess. But the Senate was still holding pro forma sessions every three days. You guys know what pro forma sessions uh, entail? Well, basically it is, it's, it's a gavel in and gavel out. The Senate is in, Senate is out. And that is enough to keep the Senate in session. This was created by a guy by the name of Senator Harry Reid to thwart Bush-era recess appointments. So Mitch McConnell went along with Harry Reid and they invented the pro forma session of Congress. But President Obama said, that's BS. I'm not, I'm not going to be constrained by that. Uh, by the way, the Cato Institute writes a little aside here. Meanwhile, the Dodd-Frank Act, which created the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, provides that authority remains with the Treasury Secretary until a director is confirmed by the Senate. In 2014, Supreme Court unanimously ruled that the NLRB appointments were illegal, while last year the D.C. Circuit found the CFPB's structure to be illegal unconstitutional now wait a minute there, there's two different things here first off 
making a recess appointment when the Congress isn't in recess violates the Constitution of the United States and the Supreme Court unanimously confirmed that President Obama violated the Constitution of the United States. But you didn't hear about it, did you? The, the basket of biased press didn't want to inform you that the leftist in chief violated the Constitution of the United States, broke the compact between we, the people, and our government, between ourselves. The Constitution is a, a mutual handshake between all citizens, and President Obama violated it. But you didn't hear about it, did you? No. Now, the structure of the Consumer, uh, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, this, this piece of crap invented by leftists, do you know that the, the funding for the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau doesn't come from the Congress of the United States? That President Obama created an entity that was not subject to oversight by our elected representatives. Meaning, it doesn't get its money. I think it, last time I read up on this, I think it gets its money from the Federal Reserve. <laughs> Oh, gee, no, no possible threat to the Constitution there. But the very idea that President Obama would create a bureau that is not accountable to we the people through our elected representatives, through the power of the purse, should, should strike fear in every American citizen. But it didn't. You know why? Because nobody in the basket of biased press talked about it. And Democrats were never made to answer the question. How could you have backed such a, a clearly lawless enterprise as the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau? It is my sincere hope that President Trump disbands the CFPB. He can't defund it. So it's going to have to be, it's going to have to be passed through legislation and signed into law that dissolves it. Um, it I just don't, I don't trust it. So I, I, I wouldn't even, even like to have it stick around to be funded by Congress and the American taxpayer. I just want it gone. Uh, DACA and DAPA writes the Cato Institute. Again, egregious overreaches by President Obama and his administration. Congress has shamelessly failed to pass any sort of immigration reform, including for the most sympathetic victims of the current system, young people who were brought into the country illegally as children. Nonetheless, during his 2012 re-election campaign, President Obama directed the Department of Homeland Security to issue work and resident permits, deferred action to childhood arrivals, the so-called dreamers. Then, after the 2014 midterms, President Obama had decided that he had been wrong 22 times in saying that he couldn't give temporary legal status to illegals. The administration engineered this deferred action of parents of Americans in the wake of Congress's rejection of the same policies in violation of the Administrative Procedure and Immigration Law and the Constitution's Take Care Clause. A district court enjoined DAPA in February 2015, which action the Fifth Circuit twice affirmed, as did the Supreme Court by a four to four vote. Well, that was an affirmation that the, the split basically allowed the lower court rulings to stand. But again, President Obama violated the Constitution. All right, quick break, folks. Be right back. We'll wrap this up coming up next. Dismantling liberal ideology, one issue at a time. 
This is The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. You have found the Chris Salcedo Show here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, continuing our examination of the loss in faith in our institutions. Former DNI Clapper says it's because of Donald Trump. His three months in office. I would contend the loss of faith in our government from our people was because of the last eight years of resident Obama. Uh, we've been through a lot courtesy of Cato. Let me just get some more highlights because uh, for the interest of time for this hour, uh, I want to be able to get as much of this stuff put in as possible. The assault on free speech and due process on college campuses. In 2013, the Department of Education Office of Civil Rights, in conjunction with the Justice Department, sent the University of Montana a letter that became a national blueprint for tackling sexual harassment. The letter urged to crack down on unwelcome speech and requires complaints to be heard in quasi-judicial procedures that deny legal representation, encourage punishment before trial, and basically has the net effect of silencing speech that is unpopular among liberals. As noted civil libertarian Harvey Silvergate explained this week, the administration construed Title IX, the federal law barring sex discrimination by federally funded schools, as a mandate to punish students and faculty accused of sexual misconduct using procedures that make it extraordinarily difficult for innocent people to defend themselves. The article goes on to explain the clear abuses of the Waters of the United States Regulatory Act and the Clean Water Rule, and how the administration used that as a way to stifle business and in turn stifle your liberty and freedom. It goes on to detail the EPA's cap and trade boondoggle. Now remember, cap and trade couldn't get through the Congress. Even when Obama had super majorities in the House and in the Senate when he first came in, he couldn't get he couldn't get cap and trade through. There was nothing that could stop him, but not even not even Democrats would go along with him. But in October, writes Cato, 2015, the EPA issued a carbon emissions cap and trade regulation, establishing for each state limits on carbon dioxide emissions with four interim steps on the way to a final goal. EPA says this rule, too, is authorized by Section 111 of the Clean Air Act, but Congress considered and rejected such a cap-and-trade program in 2009, far from being authorized by the Clean Air Act or lying in some zone of statutory ambiguity. This massive new regulatory scheme contradicts the express will of Congress. In other words, the will of your representatives. And thankfully, when Trump came in, this is one of the first things that his EPA did away with, and it deserved to go the way of the dinosaur. Now, let me read this final stanza from this piece. It says, that's only the beginning. It was obviously difficult to narrow the enumeration to just 10. I think I made allusion to this, folks, when we started this article, that th this is the top 10 that was laid out by Cato. There are many more examples of President Obama violating the rule of law and violating the Constitution. 
The article continues. And I cheated by putting all the Obamacare shenanigans under one item. Some may complain that I should have prioritized other kinds of executive actions, whether regarding guns or transgender bathroom access or electricity regulations. Others may prefer to invoke President Obama's decision not to subject the Iran nuclear treaty to a Senate vote, aided by Foreign Relations Committee Chairman Bob Corker's naive complicity, or engaging in the Bo Bergdahl prisoner swap without notifying Congress. Sadly, the possibilities for this parlor game are nearly endless. The author of the piece is Ilya Shapiro, a senior contributor to The Federalist, senior fellow in constitutional studies at the Cato Institute, and editor-in-chief of Cato Supreme Court Review. So long story short, folks, Mr. Obama's continued disregard for the rule of law, for limits on his own power, really is, in my mind, what led to the the lack of faith in our institution. And I, and I think I may mention this at the top of the hour, that, that it was the Republicans who seemed so stymied, who wouldn't even themselves go back to the Constitution of the United States and say, look, Mr. Obama, you're violating the Constitution and make it stick. You, you know, people felt so helpless in the era of Obama because he would get away with murder. He would get away with whatever the heck he wanted to get away with in service to liberalism. And I would I would lay you odds that the main impetus why so many Americans felt compelled to vote for Donald J. Trump is because there was a, a wide consensus that the United States government, uh, populated by Republicans and Democrats, the establishment, if you will, couldn't be trusted anymore. Because they had thought themselves above the law that they had tried to impose on you and me. So to DNI Clapper, I will say this. If you're looking for a scapegoat as to why our institutions are being attacked and why the American people no longer have faith in them, don't look to President Trump. Look to your former boss, President Obama. Hour two on the way next, folks. The Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. 900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network.